45 Years of the Rockford Files, revised third edition. The complete history of the Rockford Files on television, now completely updated with more than 20 new interviews, additional photographs, and a whole lot more. 45 Years of the Rockford Files, available now at rockford45.com, rockford45.com. Hi, this is William Shallert, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Come praise the Lord, for he is good. Mm-hmm. Come join in love and the brotherhood. We're talking to Corey Cooper. Corey is uh, recognized around the world as one of the most, if not the most, authoritative expert on the life and career of Elvis Presley. We're spending some time just talking about uh, the life and career of Elvis Presley and his continued impact around the world. We've been talking about how Elvis, despite his fame and despite all his notoriety, basically stayed true to who he was throughout his life. We mentioned some of the people you talked to who knew him and who worked with him. I've had occasion to talk to some of the actors who worked with Elvis in his movie career, and they almost, to a person, say the same thing, which is very very much a southern boy, very much a good-mannered young man, very polite, very deferential, even though, I mean, he knew he was the king, but he didn't act like the king. I mean, William Shallert told us that uh, he called him sir, which which which, which uh, Bill said it should have been the other way around because you're the king. Uh, Julie Adams said he was you treated her like a lady, like a good southern boy. So part, I mean, I guess that's just part of his appeal. Yeah, and, and he did. He stayed. I mean, that's the way he was when he grew up. You know, having manners and being a southern gentleman, and he stayed that way throughout his career. And I think that was really off-putting to a lot of these established actors and actresses in Hollywood when here comes Elvis Presley, the biggest thing going, and he's calling everybody sir and ma'am and has all these manners, and he was genuinely nice to everybody. I mean, you, you'll be hard-pressed to fight anybody in Hollywood that Elvis worked with or met that has anything bad to say about him because he was just such a, a good, gentlemanly-type guy. I mean, he just, uh, boy, they really broke the mold with him. Do you have a favorite Elvis movie? Yeah, you know, I do. Uh, I have a couple. I mean, I, I like I like King Creole because uh, you could really see where Elvis could have could have headed in, with his acting career yeah. if he would have been allowed to have the movies he really liked. You know, and also that starred uh, Carolyn Jones and, and Walter Matthau. Mm-hmm. Great movie. It was Elvis's favorite movie of his, of his own as well. And then I also like one of his one of his last movies he did called Live a Little Love a Little, which for one I liked I loved the soundtrack and usually a lot of those soundtracks didn't have the greatest of tones but you, there were, there were some gems on them here and there but I, I just I love the comedy aspect of that movie it was towards the end of all those movie contracts I liked Michelle Carey that was his co-star in that movie I, I think she was one of the most beautiful co-stars he ever had and I just I just like the fun goofy silly element to that movie that's the one where Dick Sargent punches him at the end of the movie right yep <laughs> <laughs> I just always like that movie. It just it always just makes me smile watching that. You know, and of course, I mean, I, I you know, there's aspects of all of Elvis's movies that I like. Yeah. I mean, just because if you're an Elvis fan, you're getting to see Elvis up there. Yeah. Plus, plus, you're right. I mean, I do understand that he relished movies such as King Creole, as well as well, what was the one in which he played a boxer? Was that Kid Galahad? That was Kid Galahad. Yeah. Charles Bronson was in that. Yeah. I mean, he liked movies uh, that that gave him a chance to act a little. 
Sure. You know, uh, Wild in the Country was another one where you could see, you really see his dramatic acting ability. You know, there was there was a few in there, especially early on, and then, you know, after that, a lot of them. You know, he was he was doing about three a year, and um, you know, and he was mainly that's all he was doing for most of the '60s was those movies, and and the only new music coming out was the movie soundtracks. So, which that's what made the 1968 Singer Special, they call it, uh, kind of his comeback special, they call it now, made that so important because after all those years of not doing live performing and not recording a lot of the music that people wanted him to record. He came back out, did that special, just melted the airwaves and was the highest rated special of the year. And, uh, you know, it put him right back on top. You know, he had a lot of nervousness going on before that came out. That he didn't know if people were going to still accept him and, and how it was going to be. And, boy, people craved him. They couldn't wait for him to get back. 2013, we're right in the midst of a, of an era where, you know, the music industry has changed so much, uh, because of the, uh, onset of shows such as American Idol and The Voice. There is more emphasis on the package, not only your ability to sing, but also your ability to be, you know, to, to have a presence on the stage. Now, 55, you know, 60 years ago, Elvis was doing that before, you know, that, that became fashionable today. If he were alive, Corey, today, what would he? What do you think he might think of some of the changes that are going on in music? Well, you know, I'm sure that he would like some of them. I'm sure that he would. There be a few performers or bands here and there that would stand out to him that he would like. Um, I, I think a, a big thing with him, though, is he liked people to sing and have passion and have conviction when they sang and to feel the music and feel the song when they sang, not just come out there and just sing some words. You know, you had to have that passion. And if you could go out there and stand on stage and have that passion and sell that song mm -hmm. and believe in it, then he would have enjoyed that. Um, you know, Elvis himself certainly didn't need to have 10 or 12 dancers with him on stage and light shows and cannons going off and, and all that type of stuff to, to, to entertain the fans. I mean, Elvis could have been on a stage the size of a football field and all you're going to focus on is Elvis Presley. And I just think that for the most part, there just doesn't seem to be those kind of performers now. And, you know, boy, sometimes I use the word performer loosely. I, I think a lot of these these singing shows have really watered down a talent base, or the people with a lot of the talent just don't come out of the woodwork for these shows because it seems a lot of these people can't carry off even singing a song when they do have the cannons and the light show and the dancers with them. So it's a, certainly a very different time, but... If a person came out and had that passion to sing that song like the way Elvis sang his own songs, I mean, he he would enjoy them. But I, I don't think he would have much use for all, all the the nonsense that goes around on the on the stage to try to sell that performance. And and, and as we said earlier, I don't think he'd have much tolerance for shows such as TMZ, which really in, in the paparazzi, which really invade one's privacy. But you mentioned Elvis's ability to sell a song in terms of when he performed it uh he wasn't just singing the words he was telling a story and he was really there are only a handful of performers who can not only sell a song in that way but make it seem like he is singing that song only for you at that moment and that's just a rare gift it, absolutely you know and i encourage people too if they don't know a lot about Elvis's catalog or if they're fans but they only know about the few mainstream songs the radio plays I mean, Elvis recorded hundreds of songs. I mean, he recorded almost 800 songs. But, you know, 
you won't find any radio station that probably play, plays more than five or ten Elvis songs. And so, I mean, I encourage people to go out and check out his entire catalog. Check out some of these power ballads that he sang in the in the 70s and, and, and really hear that deep, rich, powerful voice that he had. I mean, a lot of people don't realize that the, how powerful Elvis was as a singer. I mean, when you hear Elvis do versions of, you know, like Bridge Over Troubled Water or How Great Thou Art or Just Pretend or, you know, songs like this where he, you know, I mean, What Now My Love. I mean, man, it's amazing to hear the power that he had in his voice. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. I mean, I think they just, you know, when they say Elvis, they, they picture, you know, Don't Be Cruel and Hound Dog, and they don't really realize how talented and powerful of a voice that Elvis had. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.